by the pricking of my thumbs, something wicked this way comes. Ladies, gentlemen, my non-binary friends, today I will be talking about the witch trials of the early modern era that I mentioned in my last episode. Now, I am joined, you guys know me, obviously, Lorna, you're your you're resident witch and very angry person, apparently. <laughs> but I am also joined by... It's Kyle, resident cryptid. I thought you were a resident asshole. That too. Ah, uh, also I mean, true. <laughs> I mean, think about the, it. A lot of cryptids resident, are assholes. The resident weirdo. You fit right in. Yeah. Wait, so before I really get started, what's the first thing that comes to mind when I mention witch trials to you guys? Focus, focus. Essentially the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Uh, Salem and the scene from Monty Python and the Holy Grail. (laughs) That's a good one. That's a good one. I mean, it might not be historically accurate because... <laughs> There's a lot in that movie that's not historically accurate, let's be honest. But we still love some Monty Python. Monty Python does good things. Well, before I also, before I get started, I wanted to go ahead and say caution. This episode contains a lot of disturbing material and it could be a little hard for our sensitive listeners so if you guys are ready i've got a whole bunch to go over and i even scrapped (laughs) (laughs) kyle's slowly being eaten by his cat she's mean (laughs) you made her that way that's true i mean because of you dad she's just a baby she's a baby she has my hand again that's okay. She loves you. That, uh, as I said, this is oh, this is pretty gruesome, honestly, and it's going to be a longer episode. I got lots to go over, and that's even oh, after scrapping two, <laughs> two uh, trials that I had planned on. I was just like, I'm not going to be able to do all this. <laughs> hey, be like I a suggested a two-parter, but she was. I've ready. got other. I've got other stuff. I've got other stuff to go over in my next episodes. But are you guys ready? Yeah. I'd like to start out my discussion with a quote from uh, Israel Morrow. It says, fear and superstition were not the tools of witches, but rather the tools of those who persecuted them. Here we go. For a period of almost 300 years, Europe and colonial America saw the accusation, then execution of over 90,000 innocent individuals. This time was historically known as the early modern era. This means the Renaissance, the age of enlightenment, was plagued by fear mongering and mass hysteria. These tactics were used throughout the continent and even spilled into the Americas as a type of social and political cleansing. One of the first major trials occurred in the Valais region of France and Switzerland because it was all part of like the Holy Roman Empire at the time. There were not really like there were countries, but it was more kingdom slash country and like region like and a lot of it depended on how the geography of the land was. So when I talk about Valais, it's the combination of basically the French and Swiss Alps. 
Okay. So, and like I said, this was one of the first. It occurred from 1428 to 1427. It is said that at least 367 victims were executed there st- during this time, if not more. That was probably now, Yeah. Now, during these trials, both France and Switzerland were dealing with some political and social unrest, but officials had a solution for that. This is a direct quote from these trials and like the regulations for these trials. Public talk or slander of three or four neighbors. This would be the damning evidence of a person accused of witchcraft. Not, no physical evidence, no jury of peers, just the word of three or four neighbors, neighbors who were probably mad at you or wanted your land or wife or husband because you know, men were also executed as witches. Accusations of witchcraft and filet included, but were not limited to, flying on spellbound anointed chairs, <laughs> on, or on spell anointed chairs. So flying, literally just sit in the chair and just zoom it across the land. Uh, plundering wine cellars, I'm all for that. Yeah, I'm a witch. <laughs> Invisibility and meetings with Satan. Sounds kind of like a grand old time, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I want to share that flies. Right? Save no gas. gas. All you need is a little bit of oil, some herbs, an incantation. You're ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> now, of course, confessions were retrieved by the most creative form of torture. But I'll talk more of that, about that when we get to talking about the British Isles. I will be explaining one of the more unique executions that ballet did yeah so over that period of 20 years a mix of male peasants and educated women and others were executed by beheading or incendiary death they would tie so the victims poor or smart or a woman an unmarried woman at that <gasps> <gasps> a spinster oh my goodness now, when I say incendiary death, I mean incendiary death. They would tie the victims to a ladder and place a bag of gunpowder around their necks. Then they would lower the ladder, the victim into the fire, letting the gunpowder ignite and explode, hopefully to an instant death. Otherwise, they were left in severe agony, burning alive. Some D&D shit. Right, like I'm sick. I was re- I had never really researched the valet ones, and I'm sitting here reading, and I'm like, uh, and I checked. Like, I have I have my book of the history of witches persecutions. I've checked uh, different websites. I've looked up different articles and papers, and I was just like, this was a legit thing. That's terrifying. Yeah. I mean, but I also kind of want to get a mannequin and try it. Look, Mythbusters, come back for us, please. That would have been that would be cool. It would be cool, but they'd be, but I would be missing Grant. Oh, yeah, it would, it would not be yeah. the same without Grant. No, it wouldn't. Yeah, unfortunately. Small tangent. I think the big guy has like a show called Car Mythbusters or something like that, doesn't he? Adam or Jamie? No, no, no. The uh oh on the b team the big guy yeah yeah tori tori 
he's got some kind of show like that's got Mythbusters in the name, but I think it's for like cars or something like that. Oh. Oh. And that was only the beginning of those trials, by the way. Oh, Lordy. Sounds like an explosive good time. Heck yeah. Yeah. Not really. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, boomer. (laughs) Oh. So trials throughout continental Europe began to emerge at a lightning speed. And the hysteria finally got its own manual in 1487. The Malleus Maleficarum, as I mentioned in my last episode, was known as Hammer of the Witches. It was written by Heinrich Kramer, a member of the Dominican Order of Monks and an inquisitor for the Catholic Church. There's some debate as to a second author uh, by the name of, by, who was also basically same title, but his name was Jacob Springer. But a lot of modern scholars don't really think he had much, if anything, to do with the writing. But uh, like I said, it was the hand. He was just there in the background going, yeah. Yeah, I agree with this. Cool. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Write that down. (laughs) Write that down, too. (laughs) Well, like I said, it was the handbook for the church and its followers to identify, interrogate, and persecute witches. It allowed for torture to become a legal practice in interrogations. And it let anyone anyone testify a specific, a suspected witch, not specific, but suspected, no matter who they were. The Malleus was divided into three parts. Part one was an elaborate look into the heresy of witchcraft. So kind of origins and uh, past studies on it and how it had, effect, how it had affected like civilization from the beginning. Part two, describe the activities of witches. Like things like, ah, ah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sexual relations with the devil needs to be included in that. And then, you know, cursing in reverse. Yeah. Oh, God. Tom Ellis. Tom Ellis. Tom Ellis. (laughs) That's a running joke between me and Kyle. (laughs) That man is beautiful. There's a lot of people listening going, no, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. Uh, and also cursing your neighbors, which I don't really do curses. That's not one of my practices. There's a lot of stuff that goes into curses. Into curses. <laughs> I, I, just, I just wanted to shout a curse at Devin, like a curse word at Devin, but I'm like, wait, he's like 30 minutes away. He's not a neighbor. Fuck you, Devin. Live closer. I'm sorry, I had to. I was laughing myself a little bit there. Oh, I and thought then, uh, Jeremy had walked in and done something. No, no, no. You're, you're, he, he, he's otherwise occupied. He's making dinner tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, but part three outlined the legal actions to take once a witch was in custody. <laughs> the Malleus Maleficarum, which terrible book, horrible things came from it, but it is a pretty fun name if you yeah. think about it. I'd say I swear I've heard it before. I just don't know where. The it's actually in Witches of Eastwick, and I'm pretty sure, it, like it it makes because it's one of the, it's the book that they use, which is so funny to me because it's actually the spell book that they use to curse Jack Nicholson's character. I was like, I was like, oh, I've seen this before. That's not what it is in the movie. Okay. Uh, but the Malle- Ma- Malleus Maleficarum 
became accepted by both Catholics and Protestants. It then became the basis for the code for the torture and the executions for witchcraft. The Now, the witch trials were in full swing throughout the Holy Roman Empire. You know, Germany, Austria, Czech Republic, Switzerland, and parts of France, of it, France and Italy. But the devastation of the trials was about to cross the channel into the British Isles. <clears throat> and this is a sad part. Sad part. Because it's, it, 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 it's, you have a question, Drew? You have well, an answer? That, that and I, I, I figured out where I first started. It was Supernatural. There was an episode <laughs> called Malleus Maleficarum. Malleus Maleficarum. That word. Yeah, yeah, it's it was, Latin. That, that was the first time I ever heard. It. Like, okay, so like I, I, I felt like I was going crazy for a second because I know I've heard it. I don't think I saw the movie you're talking about, or it may have. I just don't know. You've never seen I, Witches of Eastwick? As far as I know, as far as I know, it's got Jack Nicholson in a. Uh, it's Jack Nicholson, Michelle Pfeiffer, Susan Sarandon, and Cher. I may have. I just don't remember. And it's Isn't it getting like a remake or something here soon. It had a TV show remake kind of thing. It didn't do that well. I don't even think it lasted like a full season. But I don't know. I, I, I swear, I swear, I got. We stuff talked in my about head. it. I talked about it. I said Pedro Pascal would be a wonderful, wonderful uh, Daryl Van Horn. Because I so was like, was that. him or Oscar Isaac. Either one would work. Yeah. Um. Where was I? I can't make my Hold on one second. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, I figured you might have. It's one of my favorite. I used, I don't know where my DVD of it went. It's a great movie. It's fun. It was very racy for the time. Did you see? But um, I don't know. It's one of my favorites. That's fair. Drew, is there something behind you? Is it in the window? <laughs> is your cat in the window? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All I saw was a shadow and something <laughs> moving in the window. I'm, I'm sitting here like, Drew, behind you. Drew's I'm sitting here. Look behind you. <laughs> and it's gone. Drew's sitting oh. here ignoring me. I'm like, oh. you get murdered. It's on you. I tried. Well, see, the thing is, I'm so used to this. Oh, they're fighting. Okay, oh. let them fight. Well, I think Blake is in trouble because Kiara's after her. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's a great movie. I highly recommend to watch. It's 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 fun. There's really like nothing moral in it or to get out of it, but it's great. Got Jack Nicholson. <laughs> And Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. I love her. All right. So in 1590, and it took, it was because every, a, a lot of these, <laughs> while I was doing my notes, a lot of these incidences happened in like 15 or 1690. And it was really hard not to write like, you know, 1950, 1960. Like I've I had to scratch that. out a couple of times. Yeah. I'm like, don't transpose numbers. <laughs> but. In 1590, King James VI, eventually the first, uh, King James VI of Scotland, eventually King James I of England, 
sailed to Copenhagen to marry Anne of Denmark. Upon their return, a storm raged in the sea, causing them, causing them to take refuge in Norway. The cause behind the storms? Witchcraft. <gasps> <laughs> I can't do that seriously. Seven women were interrogated in Copenhagen until they confessed that they were guilty of raising the storms and calling devils to the ship. They had attempted to murder the king and queen because the devil had told them to. All seven women were executed by decapitation in the summer of 1590 at Kronberg Castle. And that began what is known as the North, North Berwick Trials. It's like a little North page turn sound effect. I'm glad you like it because I got a lot of more. I got a lot more page turning to go. Oh yeah, yeah. Listener, she wrote a small book for this, so be ready. <laughs> Short story. Short story. A novella, if you will. <laughs> Love that. This word. yes. Mm-hmm. Also, like I, I when I was writing out Coldberg Castle, I was like, that's a pretty cool name for a castle. <laughs> All right. So after those events, this is when James turned his discerning eye to Scotland. With the help of David Seaton, one of the first witches accused and tortured, was, was accused and tortured in November of 1590. Gellis Duncan was a servant of Seaton. She was seen to be seeking out at night and gained the ability to heal, heal others. I mean, obviously, that, I don't think that's a bad thing. Sounds like a good thing. Right. But because she could not explain her actions, Seton had her tortured, and the methods were gruesome. Things like pillywinks, aka thumbscrews, and wrenching. Now, thumbscrews slash pillywinks, like, why do why the heck does it have such a funny name? But it's a terrible device. Because, yes. All right. So thumbscrews, you would have a plank. It, it, it's, it's like a vice. But the fingers were um, the fingers were ins- inserted into the vice, and there was the the apparatus at the top that would tighten it and tighten it to the point where it would, you know, like break open your skin. It would crush your bones. Sometimes there were little metal uh, spikes in it. That would pierce your fingers, your fingernails. <sighs> it's just well, just just thinking about the the crushing of bone in that in the thumb screws, and then wrenching, Mm-mm. wrenching. It's not what you think. What do you uh, like? What Drew? You're you're saying. Mm-mm. What do you what What do you think well, wrenching what's, is? What's your What's your word? Just in general. No, no. Okay. Well, it's gonna get explained. Wrenching is when you would take a piece of rope, start at the bottom of the skull or the, the chin, and wrap the rope around the head. And then two men, usually, obviously, mm, mm. two people would sit Flexes. here and pull at opposite ends of the rope, nope. causing lacerations on the face. It could crush like bones. It could cause severe bruising. So... Yeah, th- this poor girl went through all of that and still didn't confess. Yeah. Well, because she didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> mm. It wasn't until a quote-unquote search 
was conducted to find the mark of the devil. And like I mentioned in the last episode, uh, and, and it's also laid out the Malleus, is one of the ways to figure out a witch is to find the mark of the devil because, you know, once that deal was consummated, he'd leave a mark in the form of like a birthmark, a mole, uh, a blemish, what have you. Uh, like universe forbid you had a hickey from your lover (laughs) and and as I mean as a as a servant girl she might have and her her I'll get into that in a second okay like I said it wasn't until a search was conducted that she confessed Um, Gillis named several people that were actually printed in a pamphlet called News from Scotland in 1591. Now, going back to, you know, the whole hickey thing and the servant girl thing, an interesting theory uh, from Dr. Susanna Lipscomb is that Gellis is probably not a witch, but the object of lust for Seton. And claiming her a witch, torturing her, gave him the power he wanted over her. And I completely agree. It's not really a novice concept for that time. I mean, you you have these serfs and the, these poor girls who are trying to pay off debts that maybe their parents accrued and they're being forced into these relationships and not really, not even relationships, forced into these roles and being absolutely abused by their, the gentlemen, quote unquote, <clears throat> of the house. <laughs> and they, they would have these, maybe these lovers, be it men or women of the time, and then come back with like maybe a hickey and that would condemn them to being tortured and executed as a witch. <laughs> It's just, it, it's really heartbreaking. Yeah. And it just sucks to be a woman, even now. <laughs> oh. So one of the names that Gellis confessed was that of Agnes Sampson, a midwife from Edinburgh. And she was actually pretty respected as a midwife and a healer. Now, she, did I skip the page? No, I did not. She confessed to King James himself that the coven had met with the devil in North Berwick and that they were also responsible for the storms at sea. Yeah. Her torture has to be some of the most gruesome that I've talked about yet. Even worse than thumb screws and wrenching. Yeah. She was fastened to the wall of her cell by a witch's bridle. It was an iron instrument with four prongs forced into the mouth. Like basically two that rested on your tongue and like two that rested up against your cheek. And it it just held it held your mouth open. Uh, she was she was not allowed to sleep. She was not allowed to eat. And then and this is an elderly woman. I think she was in her 70s, 70, like, and that's pretty impressive for that time. Yeah. But I mean, they would toss her around the cell in the jail by a rope around her neck. This is when she confessed to more accounts of witchcraft. 
and she was also that caused her that that forced her execution she was and then this is was the uh, method of execution a lot of people were garroted while on the stake and then they were burned pretty gruesome yeah well another name confessed was was dr john fian a school a schoolmaster he was tortured by having his nails pulled out <clears throat> and iron pins inserted he was also given pilly wink he was also given the pilly winks and the spanish boot which was basically just a really easy way to break your legs <laughs> and then he was burned at the stake yeah the North Berwick trial North Berwick trials would execute over 70 people in the span of two years. And that was only the beginning. In fifteen <laughs> in 1597, King James wrote the book Demonology. It was his personal dissertation on witchcraft and necromancy. It was also his big political move after he took over the throne in England. Excuse me. If you're already king, why do you need why do you have to do like political moves? Because he came from Scotland because Queen Elizabeth didn't have any. I forgot all about that part. Yeah. He he was he was the first he was the first King James of England. So he came from Scotland because Queen Elizabeth didn't have an heir. And so there was a lot of rumblings from England of a Scottish man taking the throne. Especially since there was all this stuff between Mary, Queen of Scots, and Elizabeth. So, but that demonology and like the pushing more of witch trials kind of gave him, I mean, King James Bible. That gave him his footing that he needed in in that role. The trial of the British Isle, the trials of the British Isles. I did not realize I, that rhymed when I was writing it. Tongue twister. <laughs> Continued to persecute innocent men and women. They turned friend against friend and even child against parent. It was during the Pendle Witch Trials, a subsect of the of the Lancashire trials that saw the that history saw the devastating familial familial betrayal it was a lot easier when i was writing it down (laughs) (laughs) not many 17th century trials sought out or even allowed the testimony of children within the court but in 1612 elizabeth device was accused of witchcraft when she was brought before the community her own daughter janet device gave witness and testimony towards the prosecution funny thing is years later janet who had given up most of her family, including her own brother and obviously mother, like I mentioned, was accused and persecuted as a witch. Isn't it ironic? (laughs) Don't you think? (laughs) The men and women of Pendle Hill faced horrible conditions in jail before execution. And yet, we haven't even met the real monster of the British trials. I, I think I know where this is going. Matthew motherfucking bastard Hopkins, the quote-unquote self-proclaimed witch finder general, 
was born, they say, in 1620. He was the son of a Puritan minister. Hmm. Great start there. And I'll go over that more when I go into Salem. In the early 1640s, he moved to the town Manningtree of Essex. Though not a lot of known, not a lot is known of his background, many historians believe that he was trained as a lawyer. And so all of his all of the next actions and things that I talk about kind of make sense because he was able to sway a crowd. In that 1644, Hopkins overheard women in his village speaking of the meetings with the devil. Out of those overheard stories, a total of 23 women were accused and imprisoned. Four died in prison, and the rest of the 19 were hanged. Over the next two years, Hopkins went on a hard campaign, campaign against the witches of Britain. He would char- charge villages merely 20 shillings a town to rid the people of their witch problem. He did use many of the investigative methods outlined in, you know, in demonology and the Malleus Maleficarum to sort out the, that, you know, the witch problem. There was one unique method that he favored the most, and that is the infamous swimming test. Oh. Yeah. I think I know this that is, one. Yeah. Yeah, because Monty Python talks about this. The accused was bound, then tied to a chair, then thrown into a local lake or pond. If the accused sank and drowned, they were innocent and went to heaven after. If they floated, they were tried as a witch, then executed. What kind of stupid thinking is that? I was about to say. Really? Really? Oh, ah. (sighs) historians believe that in the two years that hopkins was responsible for wait ah historians believe that in those two years hopkins was responsible for the death of nearly 300 300 people making well over a thousand pounds for his for his gruesome work in 1647, he wrote the pamphlet, Discovery of Witches, that would bleed into colonial America and cause one of the most famous witch trials. Yeah. But in a moment of karmic beauty, Matthew Hopkins died August 12th of 1647 because of consumption. I think that's just desserts. Oh, no, consumption is the name for, is just a broad term for tuberculosis. So he caught his lungs disintegrated and he caught them up. And I think that's one of the most amazing, amazing pieces of, you know, (sighs) karma. I just thought like a wolf ate him or something. (laughs) (laughs) Like, holy shit. I mean, that would have been more epic. But I mean, consumption's pretty bad to die from anyways that's why it's 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 treatable but it wasn't back then and he was only 27 uh, so, I, uh, I have two and i'm a witch what now oh yeah <laughs> well 
his disgusting legacy made an impact well into the end of the 17th century and crossed the Atlantic into the small colonial Massachusetts town of Salem. The cat. No, I just circled the the town. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, Salem was just, just a side note here. Salem was not the first witch trials in America. Connecticut had them first. Huh. Uh-huh. Why don't we ever hear about those? Because it's uh, Salem's actually the most well-documented uh, 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 witch hunts, witch trials that occurred throughout the throughout the whole early modern era. Oh, okay. I mean, we we have the Crucible, which yeah. is a highly dramatized play by Mr. Arthur Miller. Why not a writer was in the movie? I think I saw the movie. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. Um, it gets a lot into the more social and like political constructs of the of the trials. Yeah, I'm just gonna go over the detail, some of the details, and everything. And I'm gonna explain the Puritans and their hideous beliefs. Mm-hmm. All right. Salem, Massachusetts was founded as a Puritan colony, and Puritans put their faith over anything, including science and medicine. A very modest religion, they believe that women were inherently sinful and much more susceptible to temptation. They were already viewed as instruments of Satan, so why not accuse them of being witches? They were th- women were thought to be lower life forms than men, and then children were even lower than that. Yeah. Or like little kid girls. Yeah. But like there are I looked at a couple of different papers and articles that said young girls in like Puritan colon in Puritan towns and families just it was not a good time at all so what began this hysteria in early february of 1692 nine-year-old betty paris and 11-year-old abigail williams daughter and niece of reverend samuel paris began to have fits of screaming outbursts and near violent contortions the local doctor william griggs claimed they were bewitched. Not long after his diagnosis, quote unquote, at least five other girls began having the same fits and complained of phantom pinches and and being pricked with pins. This was when the first three women were accused and arrested. Sarah Good, Sarah Osborne, and Tituba. All three women did not meet the standards of the village. Sarah Good was an elderly woman, unmarried. Sarah Osborne, I might have that backwards, but I apologize. Sarah Osborne married her servant. And Tituba was a slave. So, of course, they didn't fit the perfect, the perfect Anglo-Saxon Puritan. Blonde hair, Ugh. blue eyes. Mm. Starting on March 1st, 1692, all three women were interrogated and sent to jail. 
Throughout the rest of the month, more women were accused, including young four-year-old Dorothy Good. This is Sarah Good's child. A child! A child! She wasn't in for a good time. Oh, that poor baby. Over the next two months, the hysteria really gained momentum. By the end of May, even more warrants were issued, and a special court was established. The Special Court of Oyer. I believe that's how that sounds. They created a damn court to prosecute witches. They created a court to do that. The kangaroo court. Oh, God. Which, to be fair, kangaroo court's a bullshit name because I wanted a court run by kangaroos. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That'd be fun. Very a tank girl. Yeah. Bridget Bishop was the first of the accused to face the court. She was described as not living a Puritan lifestyle, wearing black clothing and odd costumes. She was a cosplayer. (laughs) Which was against the Puritan code. Well, I would have been a goner right then and there. Because all three of us are wearing black clothing. (laughs) Drew, are you a witch? Well, I prefer sorcerer, but there you go. Oh, uh, oh wait, shit! My shirt literally has a de- has like a demon on it. I've got like a tiefling on my shirt. Purple boy. I'm just. Oh, I know that shirt. Out. I had that shirt. Mm-hmm. Actually, I have a small tangent. Lorna told me to buy this shirt. I did. Yep. I remember I that. The girl shirts when I went to Hot Topic and she spent me she convinced me to spend like over a hundred dollars on shirts. You got a hoodie, didn't you? Yeah, I've got it over here too. Okay, see? It wasn't your shirts. <laughs> She's a very good salesperson. She really was. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Now, Bishop was the first convicted by the court. And in June of 1692, she became the first executed by hanging. Five more people were hanged in July, even though all of them pleaded innocence. None of them confessed. Five more followed in August, eight in September. And then seven of those accused witches died in jail. This one, this one... Uh, I did a history report and whole like presentation in eighth grade on the Salem witch trials. And I will, that was 20 years ago. I think the Salem witch trials were a little bit more than 20 years ago. My report was 20 (laughs) years ago. Oh, oh boy. Okay. As I was saying, (laughs) oh, my heart. When I did the research for that project, this execution has stuck with me for 20 years. And that is of 81 old, 81 year old farmer, Gillis Corey, who refused to enter any type of plea in court. He was then subjected to pressing mm-hmm. as a type of interrogation torture. Now, I love this guy. If this is the guy I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah. No, you are. I got you. I got you. Now, when it comes to pressing, 
Prisoners were stripped naked. Heavy boards were laid on their bodies and then rocks and boulders were added to that board just one by one. And this went on for three days. And there are a couple of quotes from him that are honestly epic. Because this is an 81, again, 81 years old is pretty good for that time period. The life expectancy shouldn't was a little lower than it is today. But he, there, there's records of him saying another rock, another one. No, another one. I'll never confess. So he never confessed to being guilty or not guilty. guilty. So after three full days of this torture, Gillis Corey died on September 19th of 1692. His last words were thought to be, damn you, I curse you, Salem. That man was epic. And that story has stuck with me very solidly for 20 years. Like it didn't take, I didn't have to even look that up again. All I wanted to like make sure is that he had actually said like another rock or more weight. (laughs) Now the trials continued until 1693, but no more executions were carried out. And after the 17th century, trials in both America and Europe began to fizzle out. Bigger problems arose and people began to focus on other areas of their life. You know, they didn't, they, they were losing people to blame. And, you know, they were actually kind of owning up to the mistakes that they made. And a lot of political unrest. And it was just, it was getting too expensive, honestly, to, you know, burn people at stake. <laughs> what? I just, the idea of, oh, we're going to keep burning people until we're out of money. That's Pretty where the much. problem starts. Yep. And then also people actually started moving moving into this is where i'll give credit to the renaissance for being enlightened the science started becoming more popularized it was being understood more like scholars started to make a bigger impact in the society outside of the church so there was a lot of stuff going on that that honestly helped save a lot more people <laughs> yeah in Scotland, Janet Horn, which we're not really sure if it's her name. It, Janet was just kind of the name that was given anonymously to people who, women who were suspected of witches. Uh, she was the last execution by burning. And either, it, there's some debate on it if it was in 1722 or 1727. She was the last person executed for the British Isles. Nine years later, nine years later, Scotland repealed its witchcraft acts. Yeah. In 1782, Anna Goldie, I said 1782, not 1870. Okay. Yeah. I said that right. Uh, Anna Goldie was one of the last persons in Europe to be executed after being accused of witchcraft. She was decapitated in Glarus, Switzerland. And since then, there has, she was part, she was parted. I'm like, you're really going to pardon a person that was decap- decapitated? I was going to say, it's a lot of good doing her now. you right. Like, I get it, but how about you had not decapitated her? 
<laughs> simple enough. It's it's like all the people who it, it, it's the acts that pardon the witches in Salem. I'm like, it's a little late. Have y'all seen the Family Guy Thanksgiving where Mayor Adam West has to pick a uh, turkey to pardon? So he goes and he buys like a turkey, at, uh, like a frozen turkey at the store. And he's like, you are the one I pardon. And he just drops it. I'm imagining that with this woman's head. Like, ah, we 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 screwed up. We're sorry. We pardon you. Tonk. Yeah, it was like 200 years later that she got pardoned. <laughs> it was just a skull. Let's go. I don't <laughs> It's really bad to laugh at. I don't watch Family Guy, so I have no idea what you're talking about. But... Oh, Adam West was hilarious on there. He got to have a lot of fun, but yeah. Good. Oh, rest in peace. Mm-hmm. The first Batman. Well, technically second, because there one was like of, one. one. Of the best. Yeah. There was, I think there was like a bunch of black and white Batman before Adam West. Yeah, yeah. there was. It was interesting. Where was I? Oh. Lucretia Brown was the last person to be held in a witchcraft trial in 1878, and none other than Salem. But that case was dismissed. Wow. Like, and it's because she had some mental issues. And yeah, I'm like, are you serious? Come on, people. Ugh. 1944. Saw the last person convicted under the Witchcraft Act of 1735. 1944! (sighs) Less than 100 years ago, Jane York was found guilty on seven accounts against witchcraft. She was a medium from what is now East London. Let that sink in. Now, she didn't get executed or anything she was fined five pounds and basically placed on probation (laughs) prompt to promise no more seances the poor woman was 72 they charged her for witchcraft just no no more witchcraft just give us some money we have to go back to burning people this is 1944 so they weren't burning people anymore that's what they say um uh-oh. That's a different episode. That's during World War II. Oh. That's just that's they weren't, the war crimes. They weren't burning people for witchcraft anymore, but unfortunately there was a great genocide going on yeah. that should make everybody mad. And it does. Oh, yeah. Oh. <sighs> Mass hysteria of something unknown and out of the norm of popular religious constructs cost the lives of over 90,000 probably usually innocent men and women. These trials were gruesome and torturous, displaying some of the ugliest times that was supposed to be an enlightened time in history. Many scholars and historians believe these trials were brought on by so many factors, political unrest, uh, religious uprisings and differences, social battles and gender roles. And I have to agree, these trials were destructive. And honestly, I've kind of developed some mixed feelings recently. 
to the celebration of witches in Salem because that town cost the lives of 27 people executed 20 seven died in jail and it's become a mecca for witches now i don't it doesn't seem quite right to me no it's a little excuse me it's just it's a little unnerving and i and the connection is not what I think a lot of people think Salem was known for killing witches. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't. I wouldn't make that the the witch place capital. to go. The witch capital of America. Like that bothers me, and it, and it's been re- it's just it's been recently that it's been bothering me. But I mean, I don't know. Like, you know, New Orleans is like the vampire capital of the U.S., but it's not like, you know, a butt ton of vampires were executed in New Orleans. They're revered there. Have all, like, always been. So. And then part Where's of... the werewolf capital of America? I don't know. That's a good question. New Orleans... I was about to guess. I was about to fucking Blue say Garoos? that. Great. Blue Garoos that I went over. I mean, think about it. And you, but you also have like the Beast of Bray Road in Wisconsin. But I mean. Uh, for some reason, when I type in werewolf capital of America, I get a bunch of pictures of Captain America as a werewolf. <laughs> yep, because that's an actual thing and he's a blessing. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, please, the- please. The Marvel, the Marvel Werewolf series was hilarious, but I, I want to know about the Werewolf Capital. Oh, oh. It autocorrect to Werewolf Captain America, not Capital of America. Oh, that makes okay. Sense. I mean, it, it, there's a couple of places. It'd be funny if it was LA. <laughs> It'd be really funny if it was LA. No, that's where Satan goes to uh, open a bar. True, true, true. Where's oh. uh, it's it's a lot of people, a lot of places are popping up as uh Wisconsin, Beast of Bray Road. Yeah. Uh, where was the Howling set again? <laughs> Hang on, and I will look it up. Okie dokie. Well, that is my very long, but not long lesson on uh, some of the witch trials, there were numerous. They were in Italy. They were in Connecticut. There were more in Germany. And there were some in Scandinavia, which used to revere witches. Like, Scandinavia, there was the tour soccer ones, or- Los Angeles. uh, Los Angeles, werewolf capital. Oh, Howling. Wait, it's supposed to be in the woods. That's the hmm. only place that popped up when I typed in the howling was Los Angeles. Hmm. That was actually a really good movie. I talked oh, yeah. about that in the werewolf episode. Oh, yeah. Uh, and we're not going over witches and pop culture yet. That'll be October. Hell yeah. That'll be October. 
<laughs> two episodes? Yeah. Because yeah. my okay, my next witchcraft episode will be um I have it written down. Hold on just a moment. It, it, it's going to be witchcraft outside of Europe. Okay. And like spiritual practices outside of Europe. Like I want to go over Santeria. I want to go over hoodoo and voodoo. Um, the difference between New Orleans voodoo and Haitian voodoo. I, I'll be going over stuff like that. Mm. I might be able to do the pop culture ones on that one, but I kind of want to do it in October because I'll be going over like Samhain and Halloween, Day de los Muertos. Oh yeah, I'd save them for October. Because yeah. because I'm also gonna do like I'll I'll talk about like Baba Yaga and things like that. Wait, you're gonna talk about John Wick? What? I haven't I've seen okay, I've seen the first movie once and I halfway paid attention because I was exhausted. I've seen yeah, the second that, movie, that's it. That's just the nickname they gave him because he's so scary. Oh, I mean, Bobby Yaga is scary. Uh, well, Have no, you I seen mean, Hell? Did you house. see her in Hellboy? No, we don't talk about that one. Okay, no, we gotta talk about her. Okay, I'll talk about her on the episode that I do that I actually talk about her on. But yes, she's the she is the witch that has the house that has, that walks on chicken feet. It's pretty cool. I'll go into that more later. Ladies and gentlemen, um, Kyle did not like the Hellboy remake. He was upset with that movie. Bring back Walter yeah. Perlman. It didn't bother me, but I also love David Harbour, so. Yeah, same. Uh, the ending of that movie was the best. The, it Like, the last scene of the movie, and I think the middle credit scene? Yeah. Is that the one with Hellboy? Okay. No. That's the end credit scene. Wait. Okay. I don't know. I'd have to watch it, it again. The, the movie's been out for a few years. Ladies, I'm talking about at the end of the movie where he where the team finds Abe, and then the credit scene where they meet the yes. lobster who is being played by uh Thomas Hayden Bennett. Church. Yeah. Which, he 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 is Lionel from George of the Jungle, the jungle. and Sandman from the third Spider-Man movie with Tony. Yeah. I always forget that's the same person. It, Gotta give him credit for being able to distinguish the two. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I I wish we have gotten because uh the guy from Stranger Things did good as Hellboy. It's just they tried to do like five com five different Hellboy comics in one movie, and it was just okay. a mess. It would yeah. have been a better series, but David Harbor already has Stranger Things. Yeah, and I do like that he he's actually said that his version of hellboy is the teenage young adult version of hellboy so he's a little still a little more rebellious i loved oh okay i did love the depiction of the vampire in that movie yeah like and what i called it from the very beginning of that scene (laughs) (laughs) but like oh I, I, i don't get me wrong i love my beautiful vampires i love um oh so many just like came crashing into my mind. I'm like, I don't know which one to say. Um, okay, I thought you got distracted because you were looking off screen and there was like a shadow that passed across your face. I was like, something just walked in front of her. Is it one of the girls or what? It better not. There's nobody in here with me. 
No, I've protected my house against that stuff. They are, that's not allowed in my house. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I love, I love my pretty vampires. I do. But I also love it when they're like monstrous and disgusting and actual like monster monsters. Yeah. Um, Gary Oldman played obviously he played Dracula in the 1992 movie with Keanu Reeves in it yeah. and Winona Ryder hey! but he the depictions of him throughout the movie I mean he, he he's beautiful in parts like when he first arrives in London he's got the top hat and the glasses and the long dark curly hair when he's in that red, oh, that red armor, absolutely beautiful. But then you also have him as an old man. And then you have him as the creatures, as like the bat creature, the wolf creature. So I love the depictions of that. A little vampire tangent there. Um, do you guys have any questions or comments about the trials? Anything that really caught it's your eye? About him? It was. It was, and that's that. I wish that one guy thing. got eaten by wolves. He oh. died by his lungs filling up with blood. So, and I'm, I kind of, I think it would have been funny. It would, granted, if she had been found out, or if they had been found out, she would have been yeah. uh, hanged or burned. But it would have been funny if a witch had cursed him to have consumption. <laughs> like that would have been like the cherry on top because consumption oh, yeah. sucks anyways i mean your blood your lungs are disintegrating and filling up with blood and that's why you see in like a uh really good movie you have, you, moulin rouge uh nicole kidman's character has consumption and like she she coughs and pulls the uh pulls the handkerchief away you see like the blood splatters and Isn't everything that's what uh okay. edgar Allan poe's wife died of I don't know. Annabelle? I don't know. I, I don't look it up and I'll talk. Book about, he wrote one book about the Red Death, and wasn't that because his wife kept coughing up blood or something? Hang on. It's possible. I can't remember off the top of my head. Jeremy's the, the, more of an Edgar Allan Poe fan than I am. That's her. Yeah, I got it pulling up. But, I mean, history repeats itself. And things might change throughout it, but fear mongering and mass hysteria cause all the problems. Mm. All the problems. We saw this two years ago. We saw this during McCarthyism. We saw this during um, the rise of AIDS in the 80s. Mm. Like, it's all these people a lot of these people have done nothing wrong i granted that maybe there were some that were you know evil witches and decided to go after innocent people but some of the like most of these people weren't even witches they just confessed thinking that they would not have to be tortured anymore they confessed for the because to keep the torture from going on and on but it, in the end, cost, cost them their life. So 
What is the lesson learned here, gentlemen? Don't, Don't. be stupid. Yeah, there you go. No. <laughs> <laughs> Mass hysteria and fear mongering are the most horrible methods, but the most effective methods when it comes to political and social change. Unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Any questions, comments, concerns? Uh, I'd have to look more at Poe's stuff to find out. The only thing I could find was that she died of an illness. Uh, It didn't specify which one, so I'd have to read more. It's it's possible. I mean, that was pretty common. It was either his wife or like the cousin he was in love with. There was someone that Poe loved that was coughing up blood and that caused him to have like depression and stuff for a while. I, I just don't remember. A while? You mean the rest of his life? A while. It's a good um, little bit. It's a minor inconvenience. It's just a minor inconvenience. <laughs> no, listeners, we don't take mental health as a no. joke. We, I, I, I have depression, so. Same. I have to use dark humor as a blockage. I use communication and dark humor as well. Hey. Um, well, do you, do you guys have any thoughts about what I've told you about? Did any specific event or like factoid stand out to you the guy should have been eaten by wolves i'm staying on that one one. (laughs) drew Hmm? Hmm? i can think of honestly i think one of the things for me was the incendiary death i was just like are you kidding me i still want to try that and i'm willing Devin has like a big field on his proper, like where he's living. I bet Devin would be down for helping me experiment with that. Make sure you write it down. Oh yeah. You have to write down your findings. The difference, be- what is it? The difference between uh, fun and science is taking notes. Yes. <laughs> between, between. Uh, screwing uh, around. And screwing science. around in science is taking notes. Yeah. Is writing it down. <laughs> um, it was Oh, who said it? Uh, uh, it's the guy from Mythbusters. Yes, he said that, Especially. but like that's also this is a reference to the first Captain America movie, or second, first with a uh, Tony Stark's dad, Howard Stark. Howard Stark, where you know there's the <laughs> and he just goes write that down. Oh yeah, <laughs> like there's a, there's that connection, and I love that. But ah, it's just. I messaged Kyle a lot while I was working on these notes, just angry. Mm-hmm. And then I watched, I was also watching, you know, uh, it's on Netflix and it's on, it's only on until the end of the month. So listeners, please, please, please. If you want to know more about the, the trials in England, watch uh, Witches, A Century of Murder. And it, it's hosted by Dr. Lipscomb that I was talking about when uh, I was talking about uh, Gillis Duncan. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, it, I don't know. It's just, it was heart-wrenching because these people, oh, I'm going to go back to it again, but these people, most of them were innocent and it sucks and it's it's stupid. I can't, I, I cannot stand like stupid reasons for killing people. I don't get it. 
I don't. Hmm. I'm done. <laughs> My rant's done. If I if if I keep going, it's just gonna get angry and la- angrier and louder. And you know, I don't want to do that to our listeners. That's fair. <laughs> Drew, any closing thoughts? Me. Any closing Me. tangents? Me. Me. Not really. I don't. I don't have anything that I can think of. Okay. You know, Gaston was supposed to be eaten by wolves. That's what made me think about it. If only, if only. The ori- in the original Beauty and the Beast, like Disney's Beauty and the Beast, when Gaston fell from the tower after fighting Beast, he was supposed to have fallen into the woods and broken both of his legs. And then you were going to see a wolf circling him. And then the camera was going to pan up and you were going to see the wolves jumping on Gaston eating him. That scene was then later used for Scar's death in Lion King because they decided that was going to be too scary for kids, but seeing hyenas eat a lion, that's just nature. Yeah, that's fine. You know, whole Hamlet thing going on there anyways. You know, uh, uh, Disney Disney had to find a way to show the audience that Gaston died from falling off the tower so if you pause it quick enough, his eyes. he's got skulls in his eyes, and that's always the cartoon version of someone dying. Yeah. yeah. Um, I kind of wish we had gotten that ending, though. It would have worked in the live action. Fair. Yeah. Fair. But Luke Evans. I like Luke Evans. I do, I, too. I like that version of the song Gaston more than the Disney mm-hmm. one. But, I actually think it's really cute. We saw that one in theaters. We saw that too. one in theaters. Uh, a really funny story about that one. We got free tickets out of that. We got free movie passes out of that visit because uh, it was me, Kay, Tiff, and a friend that I don't talk to anymore. And we had sat down. We were getting comfortable. And I started hearing, like, you know, kind of arguing behind us. And then my seat lurched forward a little bit. And I stood up to, because I was about to go off. But I stood up, turned, and then Tiff had stood up, too, in turn, and grabbed Caitlin out of the seat. Right. I remember this story. This guy falls over into our seats from them fighting. And I was just like oh no i'm so glad we moved because yeah. uh i would have probably been arrested that night. but we uh we were fine and we got free movie passes and i think we jerry and i used those movie passes to go see the first uh it movie mm. so i love that another good one <laughs> now i went and saw it in theaters with uh my sister, my brother, my niece, and uh, my sister-in-law, because she absolutely, my sister-in-law loves Beauty and the Beast. She is, that's her favorite, absolutely loves it. So we all went and saw it together. It was fun. Oh, yeah, like, it was good. The I, I like the cartoon more for a lot of it, but Gaston, Gaston and uh, LaFoule were fucking hilarious. I just, I want a movie of them, too. <laughs> Wait, wasn't Ewan McGregor uh, Lumiere? Uh, yes. I love him. Oh yeah, 
Fantastic. Wait, in the in the live action or the uh huh uh huh yeah. Uh, I mean, he knows how to sing. He sang in uh, Moulin Rouge, so the, oh, I believe uh, that. That's... The clock was Sir Ian McKellen. If oh, I, I know right. that. I remember that. I remember because it was so cute. Who was Mrs. Potts again? I, I shall look it up. Point. I got this. Okay. I got this. I got this. You talk. Uh, tell us about what's coming up on Friday. <gasps> yes. Ah! We have a second podcast channel that is going to be dedicated. Speaking of spooky stuff. Yes. Okay, okay. That's going to be dedicated to our Monster of the Week campaign. We all have character. Well, I don't have a character. I'm the keeper, so I have a shit ton of characters. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're uh, we're going to be playing Monster of the Week. Uh, you can find it here on Spotify. It is called Arkham County, and season one is Penny Blood. It is going to be set in a uh, the county is the way I have it built is the county is somewhere between Arkansas and Mississippi. No one's quite sure where. So if you ask Mississippi, they're going to say it's part of Arkansas. If you ask Arkansas, they say it's part of Mississippi. But uh, uh, this one is set near the end of the Victorian era. So I had to do so much research. I could have helped research. you. I know, and you're probably going to on the show. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it's going to be bi-weekly, so every two, it's going to be every Bye. other Friday. Who are you talking to? Is it Jeremy? No, I said, you said bi-weekly. I was like, bye. <laughs> bye. Me! <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be every other Friday starting this Friday. Uh, Episodes are going to be about two hours long, somewhere in that area, so it doesn't like interfere too much with people's lives. But uh, yeah, and we have because legally I have to uh, mention one of them. I have to mention legally the other ones. They just kind of asked if I would, and I said I will because they have been nice. Uh, Lunalia is letting us use the song Hunter as the theme song. Uh, Arcane Anthems, who is a wonderful guy on Instagram, makes a lot of music, is doing the background music. And then the website Zapsplat is letting me download a lot of their background noises. So I'm doing a lot. I know I see it, Drew. She's being spooky again. She does it all the time. <laughs> but I'm gonna have a lot of editing for this for this show to do. So thank God I actually like doing editing. It's fun. But uh, there I mean is the game's a, gonna be fun. Say what? Oh yeah, I can't wait. Uh, if you go on Spotify, look up Arkham County. There is a trailer that I put out yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. Yeah. Thank you. Drew. You said the F word a lot. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to know why, you have to go listen to the trailer. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so we got that coming up on Friday, and uh, it's gonna be it's gonna have me as the keeper, and then the players are gonna be Lorena Drew, Nathan Truitt, 
and Jeremy. Yay! Mahoney! And then at some point, I'm going to start, I will start the side stories where I pre-make characters and then just have different guests come on to do one-shot stories. So we'll probably have Lindsay from Lunalia on there at some point. I've got some friends. so pretty. Lindsay, if you want to come on the show at any time, you're welcome to. You're on Tangents, and you're going to come back for more episodes of Tangents, so just come on Crypto at some point. Just get here now. Come on. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we have that announcement. Uh, there was no recording of Common Sense this week. It's fine, because I think Nathan said y'all were going to do one Sunday. Yeah, he... Life got busy for him, so he wasn't yeah. able to do to watch what he needed. So I gave that's all we'll do next week. Okay. So uh Friday we'll have Penny Blood. Sunday we will have Tangents and uh Common Sense, which I should probably figure out what I want to do for tangents. <laughs> Let me know because I'll be free. Okay. I might have a oh my god, we could do like tangents comments uh tangents power ranger or something well i'll i'll talk to uh nathan and we'll figure something out okay lord has muted herself because she doesn't care and she's eating i was saying my husband <laughs> brought me his homemade stir fry we'll him to bring starving. you live too far away sweetheart sounds like an excuse i'm not driving <laughs> you can tell him to drive you can just ride passenger. Y'all can come hang out with me before I go to work. He's been drinking. Listeners, we don't condone drinking and driving. No, not at no. all. It's a stupid yeah. decision, and I swear if any of our listeners do it, I'm going to hunt you down and smack you with a newspaper. And if you're one of those people... Followed by a tortilla. <laughs> I, I kind of do want to do that at some point. Please. You but, and Jeremy uh, can do it. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are around the same height. <laughs> I'd have to reach up and I would lose momentum. <laughs> ah! I'll, I'll, I'll squat down for you. <laughs> You'd have to sit on one of the bar stools. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> we, there's some stuff we're planning for, like maybe putting on YouTube because Nathan is going to let us take over his old YouTube channel, but I don't know what we're going to do with it yet. That's like later on down the road after a little bit. Hey Drew. Dust. Hi. hey Drew. Hi. What's next week's episode? I don't know. What is next week's episode, Lorna? You told us you not told to me. say it's your episode. It's your episode. I know. I'm just playing. <laughs> don't don't do that. I'm not so you after, out. <laughs> after many problems trying to figure out what to do, I finally landed on something. Batman. I don't like him. I like Batman. I like Batman. Oh, right. You're a Flash fan. I have a cool inner arm tattoo. I have it on both sides. You want to get smacked? Because that is Superman. (laughs) I have two cool inner arm tattoos. I like that one. I've got courage. Uh, (laughs) And I've got got muscle. I'm glad you guys beat on tattoos. Don't try. Don't try. Uh, I'm going to get to a point where I can rival you in number of tattoos. My my end goal is to have more tattoos 
than my uh, grandfather. And that's going to take a while because he has more tattoos than skin. So okay. I have 20 right now. I'm, I'm going to beat that. No, you're not. Stormy, we need to set up a weekend. She's just going to keep go- getting more. Yeah. Jerry's like, oh, excuse me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That just came out of nowhere. I'm so sorry, listeners. I am so sorry. That just erupted out now. of. We've been yeah. doing this for almost a year. They ought to be used to it by now. <laughs> but, oh, it, it's funny because Jerry's like, you got to stop getting tattoos so I can catch up. You can't get a tattoo every time I get a tattoo. I just looked at him. I'm like, excuse you? I need to get I mean, give him a chance to catch up at least. No. He's... He needs to set. Jeremy needs to step up. He needs to get three tattoos every time she gets one. No. Because then I'll get four. Yeah, Kyle. I just want them to have a tattoo off, ink off. I mean, I'm already winning, so. Yeah. I love you, honey. We love you. But, uh, Drew, what is next week? You keep interrupting, so I don't know. Okay, so. (laughs) (laughs) The fucking noise. Okay, so oh God, what was it gonna be? Okay, so after going through two yeah, trials, I think I'm gonna talk to Stormy about maybe a tattoo. <laughs> I mean, I can just not tell anybody. Tell us. After going through two trials of what's due, first being places with devil in the title, and then the Ozark Howler, I finally landed on something. What's that? As Kyle said, we are coming up on a year of doing this. I'm going to talk about the origins of cryptozoology. Okay. Yeah, because there's a lot. But I'm and down I, for that. And I had no idea. I thought it was like a recent thing. No. Uh-uh. No. Uh-uh. Well, not, not not like like this year recent, but you know what I mean. No, like no. 90s. I know what you mean, but now it's been around because you have like original you have to think paranormal around- investigations, all kinds of fun stuff. Shit, I'm talking about witches back in, you know, this cradle of civilization. Occult yeah. studies and weird things. Because, okay, occult literally means um, unknown. Yeah. It's Occult a, a, a is the study of the unknown. So it's been around a long time. Yeah. We understand. Tell us all about it next week. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. What? I, I did a little bit of Harley accent there. Yeah, you did. I know. And eventually, as I said in my first impressions, I'll do the first impression of the movie for uh, Rise of the TMNT. Oh, yeah. I still need to watch one episode of that. Yes, you do. The movie was amazing. I, I've got I've got that I need to watch. I've got Day Shift I need to watch. I've got... I finally watched Metal Lords. Ah, wasn't it good? I was more focused on the dragon. I don't do I'm dragon, not lizard. I don't do the tongue thing. Oh. I was making faces at my husband. Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah, Metal Lords was all right. It was fun. Has it an was amazing cute. soundtrack. Yes. Yes. Um, well, do, do, do you want to talk about what I'm kind of excited about what our no host is going to be, too. We can wait until after Drew's episode to talk about that one. 
I guess. Keep him in, in keep him in suspense because he doesn't know. Yeah, because y'all talk without me. Yeah. We're in a one-sided throttle relationship, so. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> oh. Almost, almost laughed out some noodles. <laughs> oh, I'm good. We're good. Not low enough. You want to tell him you can so Drew can no. start preparing. Mean. We're doing scariest places around the world, and I'm doing Europe. Yes. Uh-huh. I'm going to do scariest places. And, yeah. Do you want to do Asia? Deal. I want right. to do some places here in America. Uh, I want to thank Nathan because he recently introduced me to a tap. Madam, hold your horses. She's a cat. She doesn't have any. That's fair. As far as I know. I don't know what she does when I'm not here. But uh, She has yeah. a whole stable down the road. Uh, Nathan recently introduced me to a town called uh, Dudley Town here in America that is supposed to, it's like so cursed. Government does it. It is like a federal offense to go to this town. Okay. Completely abandoned. So, oh, so don't tell Lorna this. I'm so, not going to uh, go. I know better. My husband's a medium. I might go. <laughs> FBI know. that's listening. That was a joke. Kyle, no. But uh, yeah, Nathan sent me a TikTok about this, and I've become obsessed with this town. So I- I'm going to talk about that one, and then I'll probably find a couple of other haunted places here in America. But uh, yeah, that's going to be a fun episode. It will. I've already got my, well, I've got a whole list of places. I just got to narrow it down because we all know I do too much. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't say anything about that because, I mean, I've got, you see, I've got like 70 different shows I'm editing now and mm-hmm. all this fun stuff, so. Well, anything else, guys? No, I think go uh, go follow our other channel. And I just did. I did this morning. What? Well, I- I meant to the last the one I saw the trailer. I'm like, fucking with you, crap. man. <laughs> I know. Wouldn't be family if you didn't. Go yeah. follow our channel here on Spotify. Go follow the fa- go follow the Facebook page, the Instagram page, and the Twitter page because I stayed up all night getting those three set up. You there. didn't? No, no, no. You didn't stay up all night. You were at work doing it, weren't you? It's technically staying up all night. You already stay up all night. It's still it's still technically correct, which is the best kind of correct. Party all night, sleep all day. It's fun to be a vampire. Yeah. Lost boys. <laughs> we'll wait till I get to those episodes. Oh yeah. But uh I just want to say IGN came out with a list of the top 10 best vampire movies. It Which, sucked. The list was horrible. It Lost really Boys was. wasn't on there. Twilight they wasn't did. on there. Okay. I'll give them credit for both for both of the most well-known Dracula movies to be on there. That's fine. Let I, I don't know if they did let the I can't remember if they did because I was just so mad about it. Excuse me. They they did either let the right one in or let me in. One of the two. 
but both of those great movies because let me in is just the american version of let the right one in great movies has chloe grace uh moretz on it she's she's wonderful uh she plays a little vampire and just i already love her anyways um oh and then there was just it made me mad because yes they included one of my favorite movies and that's you know Bram Stoker's Dracula from 1992 starring Gary Oldman Anthony Hopkins Winona Ryder and Keanu Reeves but (laughs) they also did like these super artsy movies that it's just like I, I get that they're artsy and everything. They're like, oh, film critic, like top notch film critic favorites. But it's like, they're not as great as you think. And they're definitely not popular choices. So yeah, The Hunger was on there. The Hunger was on there. But, uh, I remember because I actually, I've started. I've got the list. Okay, go for it. All right, so number 10 was Dracula, 1931. Great, Bill Lugosi. Number nine, A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. Never even heard of that one. Number eight is The Hunger. That one's good. It's got Susan Sarandon and David Bowie in it. Number seven, What We Do in the Shadows. No. No, I've tried watching the movie. I genuinely have, and I can't. I know the show. Uh, I, I've genuinely tried watching the show. I can't do it. I can't. It's stupid. Thank it you. makes me mad. The, the only part about that show that I've seen was uh, the Blade cameo. And I, I thought that was funny. But I can't watch the show. I've tried a couple of times. Uh, yeah, no. Number six, let the right one in good uh, that's actually a really good one and that that is the swedish version that's the original version so amazing uh number five is near dark yeah <sighs> i haven't heard of that one it came out either the year before or around the same time as lost boys and which one still has a cult following that's fair I mean, uh, number four is Afflicted. Never seen it. Number three is Nosferatu, which. That's a good one. I'm that was one of the first the vampire movies. Out. Same. Uh, number two is Thirst. Never seen it. And then number one is Bram Stoker's Dracula. You said Stroker. I'm always going to say Stroker. <laughs> Just because it gets And I will reaction. always comment on it. <laughs> and we're going to be stuck in this vicious cycle. We really are. But, uh, but yeah, no, there's a lot. 30 Days of Night is one of my favorite vampire movies. Uh, Come on. Hi, Antetayo. Hi, sweetie. I he love you. Hi. I mean, those the girls are saying hi, listeners. Hi. Hi. <laughs> okay. You said Alan. And your turn. Hello, turn. Hey. <laughs> Go ahead. 
I'm gonna go to the bathroom. That was just on the recording. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, you're not gonna you're Drew, you didn't say hi to the girls. How dare you? Because I'm a get K for saying that. <laughs> I can't take you seriously with the sunglasses. Listeners, he is wearing like these giant Dr. Seuss sunglasses. He hits a button, they sparkle on the side. They're kind of purple with some flurry bits. I think Elton John would love them. Oh, God, yeah. I would love a pair of his sunglasses. Like, no joke. Yeah. That'd be epic. But, but uh, yeah. Um yeah, you know, 30 days. I was gonna say the filter right here, they actually make these kind of glasses. Oh, I know. Oh, yeah. We weren't because it's a meme. That's fair. But yeah, um, 30 days of night. I love I I hadn't seen I know they came out with a sequel movie. I hadn't seen it. I read a sequel book, but I hadn't seen the sequel. Two 30 days a night, just the first one. I saw the first one, but I was also kind of buzzed and in the theater <laughs> at Fair. midnight on Halloween, dressed as Jessica Rabbit. So I was exhausted. <laughs> but, oh, that's right. You did. I was like, you just grab it. Yeah. Yeah. I was. This is when I lived in Tampa, though. But uh, that's the only time I've ever seen it. It was fun. I was much skinnier than that was also during a very dark time of body yeah other issues but um oh how is blade not on this list right because it's a comic book movie okay what's that got to do with price tea in china what what's that got to do with the price of tea in china oh i'm like excuse me blade was (laughs) such a good movie the second one was all right. The I like the third one because Ryan Reynolds. The third one was trash, but Ryan Reynolds <laughs> and Triple H made that movie. Okay, it was trash, but it's a good ass campy movie. Yes, I fucking love camp, and I will always love camp. Now that being said, one of the one of my least favorite movies is that. God's Forsaken, whatever the fuck that Team America thing was. Oh, by the people who does South Park? The puppet movie? Stupid. And I like South Park. That movie Team America, was- World Police. America. America. That, yeah. Fuck yeah. Fucking disgusting movie. I oh, hate God, it. Yeah. I hate it with every fiber of my being. Horrible movie, you know, but, but America Fuck Yeah is a great song. The, the, the big problem I had with the third Blade movie was Parker Posey. I don't like her acting. Yeah. I think she's monotone and shows no expression and she talks through her teeth and looks bored the entire time. I'm like, I don't like you. You're a terrible <laughs> Which one actress. was she again? Whistler's daughter? Al. No, that's Jessica Alba. No. Not Jessica uh, Alba. The one that, the one that was... The, the one that was flirting with uh, King. Yeah, the one that turned him. Oh, yeah. Okay. Jessica yeah. Beale. I like Jessica Beale. Jessica Beale's funny. <laughs> she was in. I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Uh, fun, fun fact about the third Blade movie that was uh, supposed to introduce plays... uh, werewolves into the into that series. Well, the guy that plays Dracula plays Heat Wave in Legend of Tomorrow and Flash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We went and, over that. 
I know. I just, I love that. Like, that's, I went back and watched it after seeing the show. I'm like, excuse me, that's Dominic. Dominic yeah. herself. Wasn't that the episode where I try, where I kept thinking uh, Norman Reedus was in the first Blade movie or something like that? I think so. Mm-hmm. He was in the second one. Yeah. Wasn't he Mark Wahlberg the second one too? His name was Scud. Good. <laughs> Scud. <laughs> yeah, and Ron was in the second one too. Yep. Yeah. So was I, Tony Curran. Morbius was really supposed liked... to be in it. And oh, Tony Curran was also in the Underworld movies. Not all of them. He was one of the original brothers. He was one of the original vampires. Oh. Just saying. Yeah. Um, Lorna, have you watched the Morbius movie yet? No. Don't. No. Okay. Oh, that's so sad because okay. I love Jared Leto. It's, it definitely feels like Sony has no idea what they're doing with these leftover characters they have. I mean, I think they're just kind of bitter. There's... Uh, the in the ending of the movie makes no sense to me. I hated it so much. It was just all around a bad movie. I still wish they had kept him in the Blade movies. Because in an alternate ending of the first movie, he's in it. I thought it was the second movie. No, oh, first movie, because it's when they're crawling out of the um basically the ceremonial pit. Yeah. And uh it's when uh, Blade is talking to I can never remember the character's name but Nabush right uh, her character and they were supposed to peer off into the distance and see him on the top of a building little, little cloak coat flapping in the wind okay because I thought the it's scene... on YouTube oh I'll have to watch it because I could have sworn I read it was uh, the second movie when they were crawling, when Blade and uh, Ron Perlman's team were crawling out of the sewer, they weren't even supposed to see Morbius. He was just on top of a building watching them or something. First movie after they get done with the final fight. Okay. <sighs> Shut up, Drew. <laughs> I'm tired. Leave me alone. No. We're up. all tired. <laughs> I still have to go to work. Suck it up. Ha. I still have children. <laughs> uh, well, I think that's enough tangents or enough the listeners are going to listen to. If you want, I have calmed down from my my, my witch trial rage. What? I was telling the listeners if they want more tangents, just go listen to tangents. Ayo. Yeah, yeah, I've calmed down from my rage <laughs> against the machine. No. Despite all your rage, you're still just a rat in the cage. The world is a vampire. I'm, I'm just going to let you continue. You know, I'm I, that, um, that was the last one I had. Ah! I can't remember any more of that song. Except for that. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, you're adorable. Thank you. Well, listeners. Until next time. Stay out of the shadows. Bye.